0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. We do want to welcome our podcasters who listen every week. We have people from all around the world who listen to our podcasts online, so welcome to you guys. I'm going to ask, uh, where's Mr. Watson? Yeah, come up here, Watto. Come up here, you handsome devil, you. No, not a devil. You handsome man, you. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm speaking about the power of a name this morning, so devil's the wrong name for you. Um, but basically, we're doing a month of miracles at the moment. We're going to have a big board next week set up at the back of church. Uh, there's a little board there, a little cutie-type board back there. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jamesy. Um Right, just standing up there, where we're actually going to encourage you to write down, if you need a miracle, write it down and stick it on that board We'll get our church prayer team to be covering you in prayer. Not just that, it also is a declaration of faith. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to write your name on that. It can be anonymous. But if you want to just see a miracle take place, we're going to fill that firstly with prayer requests and secondly with testimony. Yeah. So that's good. But last week we heard an incredible um, testimony um, of someone in our church family who um, was—they uh, couldn't taste and couldn't smell for 15 years um, after an accident. 15 years of no taste, no smell. They'll pray for in this miracle month, and they've received their taste and their smell, which is fantastic. (laughs) Um, And this morning, every week I want to give room for just a unique testimony. It just really fuels the fire of what God's doing. There's many testimonies, but a few to stand out. But I've asked Wado up here because he shared one with me this week um, to do with, well, you can share what it's to do with.
1: Morning, church. How are we? What a great day to be in God's house. And just before I start, I always think it's such an honor to be up here. And I just want to thank our pastors again. Our first year birthday is thanks to these guys Pastor Beniah, Pastor Charlie. We wouldn't be here without the incredible leadership that God's placed on this house. So, big thank you to you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much. But it's so incredible to see God move in our lives. Like, we're, I'm so thankful that we get faith. Like, I'd hate to do this life without faith and without hope. And um, so I'm married with, to, to Ange. Uh, she's the lady who serves and runs our kids program with the curly hair. Um, she's incredible. She, she spurs me on and as iron sharpens iron. And one thing that she's really encouraged me to do is just to believe for financial provision really believe for it. And I've had such an incredible journey. Um, a little tiny bit of my story, I'm an electrician, did my apprenticeship, felt like God said, step out, start your own company, just trust me. So I did. And I've learned that every single week that I get a paycheck, God's providing for me. And I can choose to thank, you know, if I work for someone, I can choose to th- thank them um, for the pay that they're giving me. Or I can thank God and be like, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for what you're actually giving me. And so Angie and I have been believing that we're never going to be a slave to money. Yeah. We're going to master it. It's not going to master us. And we're believing to have breakthrough and just to be able to be as generous as we can. But to be able to live a life that's not, I'm a victim, I'm a, I'm a slave, I, I've never got enough, but we've always got more than enough. Um, and in the last, so we've been praying that a lot and God's timing is so perfect. So um, I'm actually looking at a career change and started um, like a college degree and there's so many things that, (laughs) trying to fit into two minutes, but there's so many things that we're like, God, you can do this, God, you can do this, God, you can do this. And all of a sudden, we're like, we've got these bills, we've got these holidays coming up, we've got these uni degrees, we don't want to be in debt, we don't want to be a slave. And all of a sudden, this money turns up into our account that we knew was coming, but we just didn't know it was going to turn up in this timing. And the awesome thing is we looked at it and we went, well, that's kind of, you know, we could have expected it. We could have been like, we deserve that money. It was an inheritance. But then straight away, we got, the, we got the, the mindset of turning back and being like, actually, God, this is your timing. It is such perfect timing. And just to share with you, church, in the first, so we've been married for six months loving that honeymoon period. is incredible. But God has provided in Anjan, my life, through, not through wages, but through people's generosity into our lives, over $100,000. Like, it's incredible. And we're so thankful that God works in mysterious ways and he can do the impossible. You open up your account and wow, there's all this money. But often he uses his people. Often people move in our lives and just are going, we feel like God's telling us to do this. And I'm so thankful that I'm in a family that's attentive to God's voice and listen to Him and are faithful because you don't know what impact that makes in someone else's life. So it's incredible. Six months of marriage, over $100,000 blessed with. Like it's incredible. So
0: awesome. Um, for those in this place who need a miracle with financial provision, can I get you to pray over them? Yeah, and if you're here right now and you're thinking, "God, we need a miracle with finance," you've just heard a testimony of a lot of just—I mean, he didn't give. There's more detail, which, but there's just random, like, just provisions and things coming in. So, if that's you in this place and you need uh, financial provision, why don't, why don't we all close our eyes um, and let's just believe right now as we pray this over them?
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your favour. Lord, we thank you that we are your chosen people. And Lord, we just declare your love over our life and your favour. And Father, I just pray for those people who are reaching out and asking you. for for the miraculous in finances, whether it's paying off debt or whether it's more room to breathe or how to manage their finances better. Father, I pray that you just move in that area. Father, I pray that we are known as a church who are financially blessed and financially secure, Lord. We are people who are known to make wise decisions with our finances, Lord. We're not people that hold on tight to our money, but we open it with a free hand and we serve you with it. Father, I pray that we can use that finances that you're blessing us with to bless you and to bless your people. Father, we know that you can do more than we have ever imagined. And Father, I pray that you amaze us. You absolutely amaze us with what you're going to do with finances in this place, Lord. Father, I pray that we break the normality of this area. Father, that we don't just... Uh, succumb to what is expected in the area, but we succumb to what's kingdom, Father. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thanks,
0: brother. Awesome. Um, Just last, before we get into the Word, um, next week we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about some uh, of the initiatives our breakthrough offering is going to go towards um, including uh, locally, including nationally, and also internationally. Um, and I, I gave you a bit of a hint last a couple of weeks ago about the fact that we want to bless at least 100 churches in our nation um, with um, a gift and a prophetic encouragement from our church. We want to be that well of refreshing. And so I encourage you in this place, um, uh, we're not a spectator church. We're a church that uh, participates. The question is, what part can you play? How can you be the boy with the five loaves and two fish? Um, You know, if the Bible was written today, would you be that boy? Or would you be the boy that was, the the disciples were saying, it's too much? Be the boy. Be the one that just gave simply. So that's exciting. Good things coming up. Who's ready for the word? Fantastic. Why don't you open your Bibles to. Hmm, where should we start? Where should we start? Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. This morning we're going to continue our month on speaking about miracles. Last week we started the month speaking about why miracles are important and the power of miracles. Today I want to speak to you about the powerful name of Jesus. The miracle working name of Jesus. You know, there's power in a name. When I was born, my parents came up with my name, Beniah, and it's a blessing and it's also a challenge. People are always asking me, Where's that from? That's an interesting name. Telemarketers or people on the phone are always calling me Daniel for some reason when I say Beniah. I think it's my mumbling on the phone. And I play along with it. I don't correct people. I just, yeah, Daniel's fine. Why not? There's power in a name. The name Benaiah actually means God will build. Um, And I think there's maybe a prophetic edge on that. God will build. Do you know what your name means? Why don't you turn to your neighbour if you know what your name means and tell them what your name means, if you know awesome. I've been told that Maddie's name, Maddie's, Maddie's name means magnificent. Maddie the magnificent, apparently. I've been told Josh Poulton's name is, where is Josh? Is in the, Josh? Hey, is, is, it, is it Light Warrior? What was it? The Lord's, the Lord's salvation. So when he was younger, he would walk around the house saying, my name is Josh Luke Hilton, and my name, and it means the Lord's salvation. The light bearer. Okay. Is, is that what? Okay. Um, you can chat to those two after the service. Light bearer. Charlotte, what does your name mean? Does it mean the handsome man or something? Womanly. 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 I thought Charles might have meant something. No, I've got that wrong. Again, I was just. Your name means something. Whether you have a good name or a bad name, it doesn't actually really matter. But in the kingdom of God, names actually mean something. Names are very powerful. Different names mean different things. If you look at the scripture, you see that Simon, was, his name was changed to Peter on this rock I'll build the church. If you see Saul's name, it was changed to Paul. There is power in a name. It doesn't matter what your background has been. It doesn't really matter what your name is physically. What matters is what does God call you in the kingdom? It doesn't matter whether your name is something negative. Maybe your experiences in life, maybe people have spoken names over you. That actually doesn't matter in God's eyes. What matters is what does God speak over you today? Different names, different words conjure up different connotations. Some happy connotations include words like, and when you hear these words, they normally mean good things like love, welcome, forgiveness, yes can be positive, bonus, accepted, blessing, winning, holiday, favourite, safe, Jesus. There's also names and words that actually have negative connotations, and they actually have the power to strike fear into the hearts of those who hear it. There's that much power in the names and the words we use. For example, if you hear the word death, lonely, terminal, debt, bankrupt, failure, disappointment, no, global warming, poverty, fired, relapse, divorce, cancer... These are words that carry so much weight that if you hear them in in a conversation, it actually has the power to strike fear into the heart of the listener. I love the fact that in God's kingdom that he actually has names and words that he uses that actually define and bring purpose. God actually has names for himself, names, and he has seven names we see in scripture in particular to talk about for a second, which is these, it's Yahweh will provide, which is uh, uh, Jehovah Yahweh. Oh, sorry, Yiri, Yira. How do I pronounce that? Ross and Broman, you would know. No? Okay. Yahweh will provide. Um, Jehovah Rapha means Yahweh that heals. Now, these are all names. By the way, I, I asked them because they actually know a bit more about the Jewish pronunciations. So if you ever want to know Jewish pronunciations, come and see this couple up here. But you see, God actually comes along and he goes, I'm going to name myself these things because it's who I am and it's my purpose. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Jehovah Nisi, the God is our banner. Jehovah Shalom, God is our peace. Jehovah Yahweh is... Uh oh, sorry, Jehovah Ra, which means he is the way, my shepherd. Jehovah, and I don't know how to pronounce this, Sindikinu, which means Yahweh, our righteousness. Jehovah Shammah, which means Yahweh is the light and he is ever present. These are words and names that actually describe who God is. If you ever want to know who your God is, come back to these seven key things. And then we have this name, which is above every other name. And his name is Lord Jesus Christ. Lord refers to the master or an owner, the one who has authority and all power. Jesus means the God who saves. Christ means the anointed one or the Messiah, the one who was anointed to bring about great things. Have you ever noticed that the enemy will work so intentionally to demean the name of Jesus? If you hear it in society now, it's so common that people use God's name in vain. Have you also noticed that people don't use Buddha's name in vain or Muhammad's name in vain? They use the name of Jesus in vain. Why? Because the name of Jesus is all-powerful. The thing is about the name of Jesus is that it's powerful because when you move in his name, you move in his authority. When it comes to miracles, when you pray in the name of Jesus, you move in the authority of Jesus. Now, if I prayed in the authority of Benaiah, I probably wouldn't see all that much happen. But when I pray in the name of Jesus... When I declare in the name of Jesus, all heaven breaks loose. Now, if you've been a Christian for a long period of time, you would have heard this and you would know this. But my heart this morning is that you would be reaffirmed and you would go deeper and be even more intentional when it comes to the name of Jesus. Because through the name of Jesus, we see miracles. Every time you pray you should finish with, in Jesus' name, amen. I remember growing up, when I was a kid, I, I remember my parents would always teach us kids, even when it was grace at the dinner table, you always finish with, in Jesus' name. You can say amen, and that's okay, and the intention might be there that it's to do with Jesus, but to actually stop and say, in Jesus' name. Some people say, in the powerful Name of Jesus. I am a representative in the kingdom on behalf of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, King Jesus. So if you're a Christian here today, guess what? You walk around as a representative of the King of Kings, and when you walk into a room, you walk in in Jesus' name. You don't walk in your own authority, you don't walk in your own failure, you don't walk in your own fear, you don't walk in your own whatever, you walk in the goodness of Jesus. (laughs) That should give somebody confidence. When the storm is raging around you, if you understand that you are in the name of Jesus, there's a reason why Jesus was having a great nana nap in the bottom of the boat in the middle of a storm. I don't know why it's called nana nap, maybe because nanas have naps, I don't know. But basically, the disciples say the storm is happening. They're about to die in their minds. They're getting worried, stressed out. And where's Jesus? He's having a sleep in the storm. Why? Because we just heard about it. He is our peace. And therefore, whatever he is, I am because I am in him. Let's look at a few things this morning about the power of the name of Jesus. And if there's ever a sermon to say amen to, it's this one, because this is, this is just truth. <laughs> so Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says this. It says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I wonder what men put their hope in. I wonder what name they put their trust in. We use names like superannuation. <laughs> Car insurance, my job, my family. All those things are good and not bad, but if you put your trust in them, it's not going to work out long term necessarily. When you put your trust in the name of Jesus, it's the one consistent and it's the one name that can save you. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says this, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So the first thing is this through the name of Jesus, we are saved. Can I hear an amen? (laughs) Through the name of Jesus, we are saved. No other name can men be saved but through the name of Jesus some people some christians some preachers don't even use the name jesus because it's politically incorrect what if i offend someone from another religion hey there's something's worth fighting for and 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 using the name of jesus (laughs) using the powerful name of jesus is something worth fighting for you see celebration church we need to be a church that always comes back to the name of jesus Pointing people back to Jesus. By doing so, people find salvation. I love it how it says in the scripture, when the angel was speaking to Mary in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, she says, You will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sin. Purpose in a name. The name of Jesus. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 9? Is this okay this morning? The name of Jesus. May we be a people who know how to use the name of Jesus, who know how to live and walk in the power of the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 says this It says, Therefore, God was highly exalted, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him. The name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, why don't you say Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. The name that is above every other name. The second thought this morning is this, the name of Jesus is the name above every other name. The name of Jesus is above the doctor's prognosis. It's above the counselor's prognosis. It's above the employer's declaration and the teacher's declaration when you were a child and your parents' declaration that wasn't so good in the moment when you let them down and they said, you're a failure and you can't do this and you can't do that. The name of Jesus is above recently we went to New Zealand for a a couple of weeks and we went and saw the mountains and Mount Cook was in New Zealand that is a mountain above all other mountains in New Zealand that makes Kambawara look out look like a little hill (laughs) it was above, you look up I can't even take it in, it's so big the name of Jesus is like that but even more It is this amazing thing, name, person, that is above every other name. It's not to be compared with other names. The name of Jesus is so powerful that every knee will bow to it. Every circumstance, and please get this, church. We have to actually, we become so naturally minded We're surrounded by natural people, naturally minded, natural society. The news every night is about natural things and we forget that there's actually a level that supersedes. It goes above. The reality of heaven is more real than what you see around you. Think about this with me. Don't let people dictate to you you're normal. (laughs) Don't let Your authority figures growing up dictate to you your normal because most people are dictated to by what they've grown up with. Look to Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Look to heaven. Look to on earth as it is in heaven. Why are we speaking about miracles? Because there's no sickness in heaven. There is no poverty in heaven. There is no terminal illness in heaven. There is no anxiety in heaven. So let's stop making these things normal because society says it's normal and let's just lift our gaze to heaven. Because that is what we're graced to step into. That's what God has for us. Why do you think as a church we talk so much about being a resource and a refreshing well to others? Because it's heaven touching earth. Generosity is heaven touching earth. It's the goodness of God. This morning, let me ask you the question, are there names in our lives or your life today which is above the name of Jesus? Listen, every time you stress, you put a name above him. Every time you worry, you put your trust in something above him. I'm speaking to myself, by the way. Every time I'm anxious, I put my trust in something else and not him. For I know that he is my one consistent. He is my one safety. He is the trustworthy God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. We have to come back to the truth of the word of God. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? The name of Jesus is above every other name. You know, at the end of today, we're going to pray for miracles. If you need miracles, we're going to pray for you. And you know, all you need to do is this. Lord Jesus, I believe that if I step out in your name, I will see heaven touch earth. And let him do the rest. It's not his responsibility because it's his name. The third thing is this. John chapter 14, verse 13. John 14, 13 says, Whatever you ask in my name. Why don't you say, in my name? Amen. This I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The third thing is this this morning, this truth, is that we have provision through the name of Jesus. We have provision... Through the name of Jesus. (laughs) I pray your spirit is encouraged this morning. I pray that you hear the spirit of what's been shared this morning because God is trying to encourage us to say, look to me afresh. Look to me afresh. Don't look to the Channel 5 or First at 5 News. Don't look to Facebook and Instagram. Don't look to the person online who has a big bunch of theory but no testimony. Look to the scripture because God is calling us to be people who look to him for our provision. Every time Charlie and I in our life have needed provision, we stop and we pray in the name of Jesus. When we were renting and we wanted a house, we stopped and we prayed. In the name of Jesus, we would even go to houses and we would stand on their front lawn if it was a house for sale and say, God, if this is your house for us, in the name of Jesus, we were those weirdos. But in heaven, we're not weirdos. So our normal is heaven. So we don't care if we're weirdos here. If it's normal to God. (laughs) Every time we needed a miracle, we got to spend some time traveling a couple of years ago. We said, God, here are the five miracles. We the five miracles. Here are the five things. And we would hold hands and would sit there and would say, Lord, in Jesus' name, we come before you. And Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would just let your will be done. If this is your will, open the doors. It's actually the gateway to a stress free life because the responsibility now is now on Jesus. (laughs) So good, so good. Every time Charlie and I have an issue whether big or small, whether it's someone after a service has a go at me or whether it's we have a big bill comes out of nowhere and I've got to process, oh, by the way, has a go at me and I've got to process unforgiveness. We go for a walk and I've got to say, and we say this, in the name of Jesus, we release that person. I don't have the energy to be caught up in unforgiveness. So whether it's something like that or something as big as, God, we need a house and we, my wife's at university <laughs> and I'm a pastor, not getting paid too much, but we need a miracle. And then God makes a miracle. And one day I'll share, if you haven't heard that testimony, how God made a way for a miracle for us. In the midst of a university student, in the midst of a pastor's wage, God still made a miracle. Because sometimes God comes through and does miracles of provision. Have you ever had someone send you an encouraging message Word or tell you an encouraging word right at the right time? He has had that. Just put your hands up. It's like God just turns up or someone gives you a call. I just had you on my heart. That's a miracle of provision. (laughs) That's God sending someone else to stand in the gap when you're feeling like you can't go forward. Provision isn't just financial provision. It's emotional provision. It's when you feel like you can't get through a season and God says, and you have this amazing sense of his peace. You have this amazing sense of comfort from the Holy Spirit. And you think, man, I'm in the middle of grief right now. But with you, I could do all things. And he can't work it out. It's Philippians 4, peace. Yeah. It goes above your understanding. You're like, God, I, just, I look to you I, in prayer and supplication. I know that your peace will come. Yeah, <laughs> the power of godly provision. Because yeah. the Bible promises that we will lack nothing. Yeah. The Bible promises that he will provide all our needs. Yeah. So if you're here this morning and you're in a place of needing provision, I write now in the name of Jesus. And by the way, the name of Jesus isn't there to be used and abused. It's there to bring about the will of God. Is this okay this morning? I love this. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 says this. Luke 10, 17 says. The 72 return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to your name. Even the demons are subject to your name. Mark 16 verse 17 says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. You know that the name of Jesus is so powerful that demons must bow to it. I was talking to someone this week, and we're talking about trying to balance up the thing of what's just a natural phenomena and what's a spiritual inspired situation. When do you know it's a demonic thing in someone's life, and when do you know it's just their lack of character and they're in trouble? And it's kind of sometimes you've got to kind of work out the difference. But we can't, you can't underestimate the fact that demonic things are still happening in our society. People still do get possessed. We don't speak about it, do we, in church? It's more in movies these days. People still have demonic opposition. You know, last Sunday, we had such a powerful time. We had people on this altar call, tears down their face, having God moments, God miracles. My wife would tell you, before the service, I was struggling. It was one of those services where I I dropped her off and I said, I need to go for a drive. I need to get my spirit in line with what God wants. Sometimes you have opposition just before the greatest breakthrough. Have you ever noticed that sometimes in church, the hardest services to get to, the kids are going the craziest, the car breaks down, the petrol runs out. not saying the kids are possessed, by the way, but the things are going wrong. And it's like any reason not to get to church today. But when you hear God speaks to you, I don't know if the enemy knows what's going to happen, but maybe he can sense something stirring. I remember back when I was doing youth, and I would tell our youth team, it's like every Friday you'll get the text messages. Oh, something's happened bad today. This disaster's happened from the youth team. And it wasn't by chance. It was literally before the greatest breakthrough for the young people, our leadership team would get the biggest attack to the point where I'd say to our team, brace yourself for Friday. Embrace your spirit for Friday, because you'll find if there's going to be a challenging week, it's going to be on a Friday. That Friday song wasn't necessarily true. It's Friday, Friday. No one knows. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. The greatest song of history, let's be the say. No, it's not really. Ah. <laughs> Does anyone not know what I'm talking about with that Friday song? Hey, you're blessed. Like, you're blessed. So you just, you hold on to that. You don't need to go look it up. You just hold on to, you keep your spirit free. <laughs> the demonic must bow to the name of Jesus. I remember growing up, I'm, I'm a very, um, maybe you're like me. I, I, I'm quite a prophetic person. And growing up, I thought, oh, prophetic just means the lady in church who would sing out in free worship and say, thus saith the Lord. And that's okay, but I thought that's what it was. We don't do that here. Back when I was a kid, it would happen sometimes. And, you know, thus saith the Lord, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. For me, I find that everything I do has a prophetic edge. So every conversation I have, well, not every, but a lot of them has... This prophetic, in like the person will say, you know what, God was just speaking to me about that yesterday and I'm like, we're talking about the footy. Like what are you talking about? You know, we're like it's just this <laughs> Go to the wallabies, yeah, come on. But growing up there were nights where I would just have these real either real beautiful God moments. I'm talking about when I was a kid. Like 10 and under. i would be going to sleep, and I have God, we just come, and I just have this amazing, like, presence of God moments. And I would also have moments where I just felt like there was oppression, and I didn't know as a kid what I was, but there was just fear in the room, and there was like, there's something here. And, and I remember a couple of times I would wake up, and I was a kid, and I'd, I didn't know what to do, but there was a song by Carmen. Anyone remember Carmen? Once again, someone else not to look up, but he's okay. He's okay. No, no, Carmen's good. Carmen's good. He actually is genuinely good because he helped me with this one. He was a Christian artist, and he would have songs, and there was one about the demonic in the name of Jesus. And I woke up, and I was petrified. I was like, there's something in my room, and it wasn't because of a horror movie I'd watched. It was because, and I thought about the Carmen song, and he's, you know, at the name of Jesus. Huh. I can't actually remember this song. I can they remember it. <laughs> And I just remember, I, I remember this song when I was a kid, and I was like, he said that if I pray in the name of Jesus and command this will go, it will go. Yeah. And it happened a few times when I was a kid, and I just went, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's my pre-pubescent voice right there. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. And, um, and it would go. It would supernaturally leave the room, and peace would come, and I'd go, oh, i can go back to sleep now. Anyone else have one of those encounters? i, I it was just amazing. The name of Jesus. Yeah. I was a kid, just the name of, I just thought, Carmen's song, awesome. Name of Jesus. It was enough. Yeah. I wasn't a theologian. I didn't know everything. I didn't know all the ins and outs of the. Yeah. I just, the name of Jesus is enough for me. Yeah. So today, or next time you're feeling like something's coming against you, yeah. just bring out the powerful name of Jesus. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Because the enemy, Shakes in fear at the name of Jesus. How hey, the third, fifth, and final thing today is this. In Acts chapter 4, verse 30, it says, While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Acts chapter 3, verse 6 says, Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Amen. Miracles happen, church, through the name of Jesus. Amen. Not in your name, not in my name, not in Celebration Church's name, but in the name of Jesus, Amen. miracles take place. This is good news. <laughs> that when we step out in the name of Jesus, and I love that story of Peter, and he's like, I don't have the beggars, so give me, give me my, I don't have money, but when I give you, Is what I have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Hey, maybe some of us here need to speak to our situation. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Maybe we need to speak to our own hearts and say, in the name of Jesus, it's time to rise up and walk again. Because his name has that much power that when we stop and when we declare the name of Jesus... Miracles take place. The name of Jesus is the key to unlock the supernatural. That is tweetable right there. The name of Jesus is the key to open heaven and let heaven touch earth. The name of Jesus is what we have and what the gift of God is to us. And today I want to encourage your heart. I ask that to come up. I'll encourage your heart today that the name of Jesus is really what you need and all you need. Teach your kids about the name of Jesus. Teach the new Christians in church. When you meet them and people are getting saved all the time in church, we have baptisms next Sunday. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate. If if your kids were having an event, you would come out. Let's come out and look after our spiritual kids. Let's celebrate their moments. But tell them in the name of Jesus. Bless each other in the name of Jesus. By doing so, we bring heaven to earth. We unlock the authority of God in that situation. The anointed one. Salvation. The one who is called to save. We share that with others. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why don't you just close your eyes where you are for a moment. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, the beautiful, beautiful name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the authority of the name of Jesus. And right now in this place, Lord, we just declare the name of Jesus. The name above every other name. The name that brings healing, that brings provision, that brings heaven to earth, that brings breakthrough, the name of Jesus. If you're in this place and you know that right now that your heart isn't close to that powerful name, you know that you and God aren't the way that you need to be. You're not close to him. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow him or maybe you've walked away. Today, it's a day to return back to the name of Jesus. If that's you in this place, if everyone has their eyes closed and you want to say, yes, but I, I want to come back. I want to give my heart afresh or well, for the first time to the name of Jesus. Why don't you just put your hand up where you are and say, that's me. Awesome, I see those hands. Awesome, I see that hand up the back there. Thank you, God. On the right, just here. Anybody else? Once it's up, you can put it down. Coming back to the beautiful name of Jesus. Anybody else in this moment? Anybody else in this moment? Awesome, I see that hand. We're going to pray a prayer right now of commitment. And Whether you put your hand up or not, if you wanted to put your hand up, pray this prayer from your heart with us. It's a prayer of dedication, of giving our hearts to Jesus. Let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin. And today, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, to come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my wrongdoings. I declare, Lord Jesus, that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. And Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my life and help me every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise.
1: We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.